We're back. No more waiting for those three dots to appear after a risky late night text. Forget about what you're going to wear to Target in case you run into your ex-boyfriend's new wife. This season is about to be such a vibe that it's also a complete mood. So ladies, plug in your salt lamps, tell your mom you'll call her back later, and then get in formation. And if you're ready to live your truth, they only have three words for you. Let's go, girls. Welcome back, babes. So this week is really cool because I actually interviewed a girl that I went to high school with. Um, it was one of those, you know, you you have the friend. You guys didn't really hang out in high school. You didn't run the same crew. But afterwards, you were like, I'm kind of vibing it out. And like, I'm hyping that girl up. And that's kind of what happened. So I love her. This is Monica. She is so incredible, so confident, so empowering. And she's just seriously such a vibe. But like we all know, it takes a lot of shit and a lot of pain and, you know, things to endure to get to that place. And she's really open and just shares her experiences with us. And then um, actually shares very in-depth stories and just like very cool perspectives on growing up in America as an Asian and just how it's honestly heartbreaking how rapid racism is just like running through our country. And it's just so nonchalant that it's second nature to some and I can't even imagine experiencing anything like this on a daily basis. It's just so wild, and I wanted to bring some awareness to it. So we talked a lot about it in this episode. Um, So trigger warning for you if that, you know, triggers you at all. But also, I really hope you guys love this episode. Um, Let me know what you think. Enjoy. I'm so excited to, like, be here with you in this moment. So... Um, this is actually, I've literally known you for so long. You're like one of the guests that I've had on here that I think I've known the longest out of all of my guests. It was just so funny because we went to school <laughs> together, but we didn't really actually like hang in the same circle, but we I knew know. each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And then I feel like just in the last few years, we've just like been like hype buddies on Instagram and we're like, okay, yeah. this is like a vibe. And like, we just like kind of aligned with so many different things. So I'm so stoked to have you on here. Just take a second, introduce sure. yourself to us. Okay. So I'm Monica Civise. I will be the big 30 in September, <laughs> September 15th. So Virgo vibes for Virgo. sure. <laughs> Virgo to a T actually. It's, it's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I basically don't really know what else to say about myself. I mean, I find myself very interesting. Um, I, I definitely am a very, like, very interested in like exploring and just like, you know, doing things that other people don't do. And just like, in a sense, like stand for myself, even though I'm in a crowd with everybody else. So I guess we'll kind of dive into that a little bit later. So (laughs) Okay, so one of the icebreakers I like to do um, with all of my guests is, so you remember like back in school when we would just like fuck around on AIM for hours? Oh my God, I miss AIM. I know. That was so much remember, fun. I mean, I had multiple, but do you remember like any of your screen names? Yeah, so, oh my God. Okay, so you remember so when that was, right? it's, it's just actually extremely cringy just because like I honestly didn't realize like how in a sense, like self-harming it was until I got older, but like, 
it sounds so terrible to say this but I remember because like obviously I was in band and like um it was like G-Port's chinky band geek is what I called myself and like I look back at it now and it's so fucking cringy and I'm just like like 13 year old mom I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you like why the hell would you do that because if like if I would have saw 13 year old me look at like 29 year old me I'll be like who is this person like why is she (laughs) why is she so different (laughs) absolutely I I mean I feel like we've all had those moments where we're younger and it's like when you don't know what you don't know you can't you know what I mean it's like right come to this point so yeah so cringy and just like I just I just can't with myself. I honestly forgot about that until you said something. I'm like, damn it. Trigger that memory. Thanks, sir. I appreciate that. (laughs) Right, literally. All right. So another thing I love to do is kind of pull a card and just kind of see where the collective is for right now um, and just kind of tap into like your nice energy. This deck so cute it's called the calm club i just got it at anthropology this week i was literally about to ask is that the one that you got for me i literally just got it for anthropology <laughs> it's so fun so i'm just gonna kind of shuffle through these for a second okay oh okay and that flew out that's I'm a good sign <laughs> i'm gonna let you choose which one you want this mm. one middle or this one Honestly, I feel like the one on the far right, so it'll be your left. This one? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's called the mountain. Interesting. I know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mountain person over a beach person. <laughs> Don't at me. Everybody's going to go after me. I just like to snowboard, so oh, let me yes. live. <laughs> like, let's live my life. Shit. Right. This <laughs> is a great one. And it has like these really cool booklets. I don't, this is just the cutest little fucking deck. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. The mountain. It says exploring the mountain. And this is kind of cool because it's kind of like prompty. Do mm-hmm. you feel as big and strong as a mountain today? Are you reaching the peak of your climb? How can you elevate your intentions? Are you excited by a challenge? How far up the mountain are you? Isn't that cool? It's like just like very thought provoking. And yeah. I'm like, because now my brain's like, ding, 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 ding. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, these would be such good journal prompts. I'm like, holy yeah. crap, this is so good. Um, it really is. Love- That's actually really dope. Yeah, they're really cool. And then I have this other deck I used earlier. It's called the Inner Compass. Why is that so cute, though? It's I love so the simplicity cute. of it. Oh my God. And the cards are exactly <laughs> like that. So I'm going to put one of these for us, too. Okay. These ones are a little more descriptive too, which is fun. Okay, you're the one. Oh, it says purity. Oh, that's cool. Oof. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> it was funny because the whole time you were doing that, like I felt this tingliness in my chest, and yeah. I'm just like, is the energy and the anxiety yeah. or the mix of the both? Probably because <laughs> that's thing. that's just my life in general. <laughs> I always kind of like when I'm like just like tapping in is what I call it. I will get mm-hmm. like tingles. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is so good. Purity. <laughs> Your thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. Create what you experience as your reality. Whenever you experience pain, a piece of purity is taken from you and you limit your beliefs to never feel the pain again. Emotions are not meant to be long lasting. 
They blow over soon enough like clouds in the otherwise clear sky. To suppress them is not beneficial. And it says, why should you? Once an emotion is there, just let it be there in its raw purity. Do not wait for the storm to pass. Learn how to dance in the rain. This card wants to remind you of the fact that you have an inner core that is always serene, untouched by the turbulence of life. You are born as pure love. Fear only entered later in life. It is such a shame when wounds from the past are holding you back. Let them teach you, never limit you. Okay, yeah. first off, <laughs> hold the fuck up because <laughs> we're getting okay, called the fuck out. Here's, here, yes, okay. So the universe is a very interesting, like, it's just a very interesting thing. I always feel like with the universe, it always like hits me randomly at like the most random times. Yeah. But no, every single thing that was said was just mm-hmm. like, yo, like that's that's yeah. some deep ass shit. Like that's like actually like my life right now. <laughs> no, I know. I'm like that's so relatable. I feel really it's attacked. Like, what right the now. hell? <laughs> so attacked. I feel like the cards always do that to me too. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yes, I hear you, but I don't know why every time yet I'm still surprised. I'm like, wow. How did it know? I think, I think in a sense, you're always surprised, even though you know the universe is speaking to you, because it's it still amazes you how, like, eerily realistic. Ah. It, I don't want to say realistic. Let me just take that back. How eerily accurate it can be yeah. sometimes. And I, and I hate when people that, like, you know, aren't really into this stuff, and they're just like, well, that's just a coincidence. No, I don't think it's a coincidence. But I also grew up in a Buddhist household. So a very spiritual, like sense, like with some thought processes and that. So I, I feel like for me, it's a little bit different, but that's just me. (laughs) Totally see that. Okay. So let's just dive right the fuck in. Alrighty. (laughs) Cause you know, because a blunt bitch bitch has to be a blunt with another blunt bitch. Cause (laughs) that's how it'd be. (laughs) So one thing that I always kind of like, you know, get things like DMs, questions about it, or even just like commentary. It's like, oh my gosh, your confidence. Like, I love your confidence. I wish I had your confidence. And I mean, I creep through your comments. Like I've seen people say similar things to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, getting to this point where you and I are like very strong, confident, independent women, it ain't easy. Nope. <laughs> Not and at all. <laughs> I would just love to hear your perspective. Like, what were your key moments in like getting to your confidence? I literally had to go through the most traumatic experiences, plural. Yeah. <laughs> in um, yeah, because the end of 2018 and most of 2019 was probably the worst years of my life. In regards to the traumas that I dealt with and the pain that I went through. And I honestly look back at it and I look back and think of how far I came. But there's also so much where it's like, it's crazy how trauma can just really fuck you up. Like, I hate it sometimes. But then it's just like, why am I still dealing with this every now and then? Mm -hmm. But it's... It, it just makes you like think and I, and then there goes me being the Virgo I am just overly, <laughs> overly, overly analytical. Yeah. So I overthink everything and I just like kind of like become a hermit when I'm like that. Yeah. I just honestly think a lot of it confidence wise had to do with just like, I found a lot of peace in the gym. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It sounds so fucking cliche to say it, but like no, it honestly, you're not alone in that. Yeah. yeah, I honestly go for like my mental health and then like the health part of it just kind of comes right after it. Yep. So that's just kind of where that part was for me that helped save me a lot. And then, um, therapy, yeah. therapy, <laughs> therapy, therapy, therapy. Yeah. I hate, I hate how there is still a stigmatism about how mm-hmm. mental health is such like a burden to people or like how people just like the, the grind culture and like yeah. all this like other shit. It's like, no, take the time to fucking process what the hell you went through regardless of how long it took. And then I hate when people are like, well, everybody in the world's going through shit. Yeah, no fucking shit, but everybody also moves differently too. You you realize like how insensitive that is to some people. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I, I had to take time off for myself during that time. Like I actually took time off work. Like I took short-term disability for my mental health. And that's not a very common thing to say that you're taking short-term disability for, but I did have to at the time because there would be times where like I was... Um, it was kind of similar. It was an insurance company. It was similar to like a call center, but not really a call center. And in between calls, I honestly would just cry just out of the blue, just cry. And just, I couldn't put myself back together. And then like, just even during work, like I just was out of it. Like I just realized like my mental was just like super fucked up. And then I was just like, man, I got it. I can't do this. I got to figure out how to get out of this rut. Yeah. So, I mean, I, sometimes, right. Yeah. And like, I mean, and I was like trying to find new hobbies at that time too. Mm -hmm. And just like trying to keep my spirits up and just like, honestly, like when it's so funny, I'm the type of person where like, I'm always around people Mm -hmm. and I always was like that. And I think a lot of that was insecurity and loneliness growing up. But then, um, when I go through shit, and like, I'm stressed out. Like I go MIA, like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody. You wouldn't be able to tell. It's not keeping appearances per se on social media. I just in general post a fucking lot and all my friends do that. (laughs) And like, but it's, it's not even that. It's just like, I just don't talk to people. Like there's like very few people I talk to. So, um, during that time, like I was finding a lot of time in journaling and I was finding a lot of time in like, you know, just trying to go out and do new things. I was like hanging out with like a couple friends that like actually one of my best friends, he was going through the same similar situation. Like he was going through an intense breakup with, um, like with his ex and stuff. So like we kind of were going through it together in a sense. So yeah, for sure. So it was just falling heavily on that. And then not going to lie, like there was a time where I, didn't drink. I didn't do anything. I didn't want to be around anybody. I didn't have any, like, I didn't have sex. I didn't have, I didn't do anything for two months. And then all of a sudden, like, I just started going out like consistently and just drinking consistently. And then I just look back on it and I was just like, damn bro. Like I get like, you went through that, but like, yeah, you had to find a balance. So found a balance. It's hard. Um, and the confidence part definitely came along over time. There's not really, I feel, I hate, I hate that everybody asks me like, oh, well, what's your roadmap to doing this? There's not really one. There isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like if you can imagine a 3D map that has just a fuck ton of mountains on there and you are just kind of thrown in it, that's like me. I didn't really have a roadmap. You can't really have a roadmap to life as 
I say a lot of cliche things, but like it's true. Like there's no roadmap to life. You just do it. You just go. You just you do it scared. (laughs) Yeah, you do it scared, and like you just can't be a pussy about it. Like it it sounds very harsh to some people, probably, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I I just feel like just going through that. Like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Yeah, and I'm definitely a stronger woman and a stronger person. And I, it's crazy because I never loved myself growing up. And this is honestly, this is the longest I've been single. Actually, I've been single for two and a half years until this really long time for me, but I'm also okay with it. I'm not mad about it. Like I am cool with it. Like I've been on dates, I've been doing this and like just kind of going with the flow. But if I feel like somebody's not worth my energy and my time, regardless of if you're a friend, a potential boyfriend, like even like relatives and stuff, like I just don't have the time and the energy. Like I just got to keep it moving. Yeah. So much easier said than done. (laughs) It is. I was going to say, it's easier (laughs) to say that than to do it. But when you commit to like your own boundaries, your own energy being so sacred and important over everything else, right? It really changes so much in like the trajectory of like my life and like my confidence. And I feel like confidence, like everyone's always like, how do you get it? Like, what do you do? And like you said, like, there's not a roadmap. And no. it's like, I think, and this could be my opinion. I think it's just a fucking decision. No, it is. That's exactly what it is. A hundred percent. You just wake up every day and you decide you're going to wear the thing or you're going to do the thing and you just do it. And by doing, like you were saying, you know, over mm-hmm. time, it then just becomes like, and it becomes a habit. habit. And then you're like, Oh, I'm a confident person. Like it, it's honestly just a decision. You just have to decide. <laughs> yeah. There's no, that's, that's facts. A hundred percent. Because like people are just like, I just don't understand blah, blah, blah. And then they'll just like make up an excuse. And I get it. Like it, yeah. things are scary. Things are hard. I get it. I mean, there's some things in my life, like still now to this day that I'm just like, damn, I'm kind of worried about like what I'm going to do if I do this. Yeah. But also if you don't fucking do it, you yeah. don't know if it's actually going to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, Cause there was just like one day, just something clicked inside me. It's like, get your shit together, get the fuck up. Yeah. You, you got this and you know, like you just gotta give yourself time and be patient. I am so impatient. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And that's, and that's one thing is like, I, over time and I learned how to be less angrier and more patient with myself. Yeah. But I'm still my hardest critic. I am oh, yeah. extremely critical of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just like, it's a funny lesson to like learn. It's just to yeah. be more gentle with yourself. Yeah, it is hard. Um, so. What do you feel like your like self-love like routine is? It doesn't have to be like a consistent one, but just like when you need like to nourish yourself, like what are things that you like to do? Well, I mean, I obviously gym a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my therapy. And then outside of that and like just taking the time to just like really be by myself. Like it's kind of hard though for me sometimes because like I'm consistently on the go. And when I need to tell myself to rest, I don't. I can't sit still. I hate sitting still. Like I just, I can't just sit there and think and meditate. Like I can't do it. My dad always is like, you need to meditate more. And I'm just like, no man, like it's hard for me. Cause my brain just like 
goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I actually, and this is, here's the growth port kid in me. Okay. And I know you're going <laughs> to <Yes>. relate to this, <laughs> but just driving out to like, I still live in this area. Yeah. Um, like kind of close to the area so like I will still go out to like the country roads yeah. and like like lead to like Lithopolis or like yeah. wherever the hell I end up going and just right. play music and just have the windows down and like that's like probably like one of my biggest things yeah. is just like so spending cool. that time for myself and then just like honestly besides all that like I know I don't journal as much as I used to yeah or almost like not as like at all like maybe like once like a month if that but I try to journal when I can I try to like at least like express my thoughts or like just get it out or like say something yeah but that's that's really like how I feel like I take care of myself yeah I feel like I should do more I but again, I think that we should do more. That's the, yeah. But then it, yeah, the, there's also the Virgo in me thinking <laughs> that I need to do more in general. Doing enough. Yeah. Which is why I can't sit the fuck still. <laughs> do you know what your moon sign is? Uh, oh my God. I can't remember if it's Aquarius or if it's um, balls. I can't remember. <laughs> I have it too on like my um what is it the Comb Moon app I think it's what it's called or whatever the hell it's called I don't know my brain hasn't like really processed a lot of that stuff recently um and honestly like I kind of veered away from like my crystals and like I do stuff in general through phases yeah be like very like intuitive and like in my routine with it and then I'll just not for a while you know what I mean like I feel like it just like when I need it it's there and you know there's like a very back and forth flow to it right so I try not to be myself I'm like I haven't done that in a while and it's like it's okay (laughs) right (laughs) and that's kind of how I feel with that too but um yeah yeah I I can't honestly remember Damn, I think I feel like it's Aquarius and Taurus, okay. but I also don't want to quote myself on that. You also because so. I'd be curious because like our moon is like more of like our emotional side of things, uh-huh. um, and just kind of like how we handle like the inner knowings of like who we are compared to like our sun, which was your yours is in Virgo. So I would just love to see like how those like match up and like mesh. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, now like you're making me want to check my app because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like shit what is it I don't even know now I can't remember and it's funny because like I used to remember it, and then I just think I veered away from it for a bit that I just low-key forgot so yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay. so let's see what else um I really want to dive into this and this is a huge huge topic it is a hot okay. topic and yes. it, it might be a little difficult for us to get through but that's okay I'm here for it And I'm just really excited to honestly, like, give you this platform to be able to, like, speak your truth and just kind of, like, get a message out there. So growing up as an Asian woman, like, what was that like in in comparable to, like, then and now? Because I'm sure there's, like, different phases and, like, faucets to it for you. Yeah, it was um, (laughs) – it's always – I always find this question very interesting when people ask me and then I'm just going to make a disclaimer as well. But like these thoughts and these feelings are truly solely hundred percent. My feelings, this does not represent how we are as a whole, like as Asians. 
Um, like there, everybody has their own different views of it. And I've actually learned that over time. So it was not the easiest. It was not like, and don't get me wrong. Like I am, I love my parents. I'm forever grateful for the sacrifices they made to get to this country. I actually, um, just learned a lot more about my dad's history of why he came over here. Okay. Wow. And, um, it was very interesting actually. So like we, we talked about that a lot and, you know, it just makes me respect him. And I got a lot closer with him because of that. Okay. So it, with in any Asian kid can tell you this, but like, if you have a relationship with your Asian dad, that's kind of like a rarity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, we don't like with our parents, we don't, we weren't really, taught to be like you know super emotional like and just you know be like lovey-dovey and like it's just very kind of cutthroat um all the time so they had a very high expectation for what my brother and I should be Mm -hmm. versus how we really were and I'm not saying we were bad kids because we definitely weren't like I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things in school like that's why you never see me at the parties and stuff because I was not I was allowed to do I, I never shit went to anything. I was always like, yeah yep yeah it was just always very strict and then like once I had like that latch of freedom boom I went crazy <laughs> <laughs> so like um it it was definitely very interesting so it always felt like I never felt like I belonged in the sense of like, I've been to Laos twice and had the opportunity to do so. But when I go over there, even though everybody looks like me to a sense, mm-hmm. it's not the same because you think like an American because you grew up in America. Oh, she's Americanized. She's this. Oh, she doesn't do this because she's not truly like full Lao, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then you come here and I still to this day deal with it, but it's, you're never American enough because at the end of the day, like I'm, I don't look like everybody else Right. that like, you know, I, I am a Brown kid that lives in America, even though I was born and raised here, I speak English as well as everybody else. Right. And it's still never enough. Yeah. I can't even tell you the <laughs> tell you the amount of conversations and awkward things that I hear from like people, especially because I work in the healthcare field. So it's like right. you deal with a lot of people that just don't understand and like don't know how to filter. Yeah, and it's just very internalized racism without them realizing that they're racist sometimes. And yeah. like the amounts of times that I've heard, I hear at least once a week, like, "Oh, I'm surprised your English is well." Like what? like Sarah I was born here <laughs> like what do you mean like yeah yeah and like that that happens though or like uh, my favorite question is like where are you from which there's so many better ways to ask that where yeah. you can just ask like oh what's your ethnicity or like oh what's your origin or like where's yeah. your family from or like like their like roots or like where's your yeah. like what are your roots like there's so many better ways to say that, but I know what they mean, but it just becomes a microaggression over time. And then when you say, and then I become a smart ass. So I'm like, well, I was from here. And then they're like, well, where are you really from? Like, which means like, are you sure you were really from here? Right. That's where the internal racism like comes in to play. And then you're just like, bro, what? 
and then I started becoming a smart ass. Like, well, I obviously came out of my mom, so I don't really know what else to <laughs> fucking tell you. Like, <laughs> so when I hear people ask it correctly, like I kind of make a thing like, hey, like, thank you for yeah asking correctly. But no, it's just, it was always a lot of back and forth. It was a lot of, um, I had a lot of identity crises growing up. Yeah. Um, I think any immigrant kid could probably relate to this or I don't say immigrant kid first gen immigrant kid like their parents are immigrated from here but like it's just you come home and your parents obviously grew up in the culture that's what they know that's what you know it is and then you have these mindsets of like what you're supposed to do what this is the traditions xyz then you go to school and it's the complete opposite Mm. so it's completely like oh well you know, that's not it or whatever. And it's just, it's just a very interesting concept. And then the amount of, even like, even at Groveport, like we were, it became diverse over time. Yeah. But initially I, I've been at Groveport like since I was in kindergarten and that's when it was predominantly white kids. Yeah. It was literally in elementary school, just me and my brother and that's it. And I still remember like the times I was like being made fun of or being picked on just because I looked different. Right. And um, although I got along with everyone and I felt like I was a popular kid in the sense of like, I knew a lot of people, but it just was never enough. And then I, Oh my God, I remember this kid in middle school, this guy sent me a note and told me to go back to my country. No. It said from your secret admirer, like, you know, whatever, like you should go back to your country. And we had a substitute teacher that day. And I just remember my friends were just like, you should say something to the teacher. And like, you know how it is with substitutes. Like, and at the time I was like 11, I was in sixth grade and I was just like, they're not going to be able to do anything. It's still traumatizing to this day because I honestly forgot about that until like everything popped up with what happened in the last like year and a half, two years. So it's, it's crazy. It's actually really crazy. But then like over the years, like everything started to get slowly better. Mm-hmm. And then like getting into the real world, like you kind of deal with it here and there from time to time. And it's like, in a sense, you become immune to it, mm-hmm. but then also you still can't help but get irritated by it because it just keeps happening. Like I had a lady yesterday even though I know it wasn't directed towards me like at all and it was on the phone, but she had said something about a foreigner on the phone and I just immediately got triggered. Mm, yeah. And I'm just like, sir, like, yeah. <laughs> you could just say, you could just say person, you could just say something else, but it is what it is, you know? And you just kind of, sometimes you just have to pick and choose your battles mm-hmm. and sometimes you just, Sometimes, like, you have to say stuff and stand up for what you believe in, which um, in our culture isn't talked about a lot. Yeah. We're told to sit back. We're told to don't make a fuss. And, like, in I know in my parents, and I've actually had this conversation with my parents, which is crazy because I never thought I would ever have this conversation with them. When everything happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. um, earlier this year, and I just it was a very weird day for me. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get emotional. You're okay. No, nope. <laughs> you're fine. Um, but like, 
I think for me, every single like bad memory, traumatic thing, all the things that I dealt with, all the things that were said about me, the things that like kids said about my parents, my parents came to school to come get me and stuff like that. Like it all just came back. It all came flooded back. And, and at that point, I just felt so proud to be like Lao American because people were actually standing up and being like, no, we're fucking tired of this shit. Mm -hmm. You need to like back the fuck off and just shut the fuck up. And like people are fighting back now, but I, I, a lot of it comes from history too, but that's another conversation for another day. So (laughs) it's a very long conversation for another day. (laughs) I mean, you're so right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, um, and I, I had to tell my parents too, but like it, but what I was saying is in their mindset, they're just like, we made it. We don't care what other extra shit we did. Yeah. Shit. Like my mom, like long story short, my mom escaped the capital city because she was living with her aunt at the time. And she had to swim across the Mekong to Thailand with her cousin on her back. Jeez. They had a boat that they had paid this guy to basically boat them over to ride the boat over and it was just gone. So they didn't know if he was lying or they know if somebody actually stole it or what, like she still doesn't know to this day. And she was 13 at the time, 13, 14. But my dad, he, he told me, so recently he had told me that no one in the family knew he was escaping except my grandma. So his mom, like he didn't even tell his brothers. He didn't tell anybody because as much as he loved his brothers, you couldn't trust anybody at that time. And that's it because it was communist. They were recruiting a lot of young men to be part of the communists and he didn't want to. And on top of that, my uncle, not my uncle, my grandpa is actually, or he was actually in the Laotian army at the time helping with the American allies. So they're already a big target on their back. So my grandma actually would dig a hole and put all his like you know his emblems his hats his uniforms like anything that represented him being in the army it would bury it and hide it because they would do raids every night to see you know who it is because people that were educated or like in ranks like that they were killed or they like were tortured like it's it it was a lot so in in their head and i and i never understood it then until now yeah in their head, they survived. They started from nothing. They came here with nothing. They knew no English except maybe like one or two words here or there. And then they're just like, and now they like basically like have it together Mm -hmm. the best that they can. And then they gave me that opportunity and my brother that opportunity to be like, okay, like this is what we do. So I, in a sense now get why they were so hard on us growing up. Right. But also with that being said, whatever racism or bullshit that they had to deal with over time, they just kind of were like, you know, it's fine. We'll just let it go because we don't want to make a ruckus. We make a fuss. We don't want to have a target on our back because they already had targets on their back basically their whole life coming to the country. So anything they can do to like stay low, they're going to do it. And in their head, they're like, we made it. This is nothing to us. Mm-hmm. We went through hell. So it's, it gives me chills every time I talk yeah, about it or I think about it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a lot. And I, and I think too, like, 
people just don't understand like with the immigrants like I just I feel like I feel like seeing it firsthand I have kind of like more of an understanding and sympathetic heart for people that come into this country and I get why like and why they become and they're refugees like they they have no other choice Mm -hmm. so I just wish that you know I guess this is a touch to say to everybody but I just wish that people would just be more open-minded and open-hearted to understand why people do the things that they do in general and that on top of like you know the reason why like people come here to escape so it's it's crazy (laughs) it's been a very very interestingly crazy woke year I guess it's the best to say for the last couple of years with everything that's been going on. So, yeah, I agree. I feel like so much in like our society is like, like you said, very woke. Like I feel like there's just a huge awakening happening right now. And like so many different generations are like being pulled in like different directions just because of like our and like the way that we were like all brought up. And yeah, it's been very interesting to kind of just see the world for, what it is in like such a different worldview in the last year. It's been wild. very much so. And the thing is, the crazy part is with how much access we have to social media and internet, not everything is being talked about, which yeah. is why it took so damn long that the news finally decides to pick up about what was going on with like right. the Asian American community. Because I can't even tell you how many conversations I've had from that mass murdering mm-hmm. in like Atlanta from then till now that people didn't know that that was actually a thing. And it was a thing since January of 2020. My mom even got like profiled too at her job and she's a fucking nurse. And she had, she's like, she was with that office for a long time, but like they were across the street from like Grant Medical Center. So like she it's like something happened, like the fire alarm went off or whatever. So they had to go across the street to the surgery center and like her allergies are bad in general. So like she was just blowing her nose. And then I know, I don't know if you remember how it was in the winter of 2020, how dry it was, Mm. how there was like no snow, like nothing. So her, of course her allergies are fucked. So she's blowing her nose and then she uses hand sanitizer afterwards. And that was obviously the height of everything, but this janitor was just staring into her soul. Like she had like a disease on her face and I'm just like, what's wrong with you? And he kept following her around. Oh my God. And I'm just like, that's kind of terrifying considering she's like a five foot one, like little woman. And like this dude, I think is like six foot something. And I'm just like, bro, that's not okay. And you're fucking working. Go, go mop something, sir. (laughs) 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 Mind your own business. (laughs) Like, like, I think like if everyone honestly would mind their own fucking business. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I think too, like if, if that's the case, like, you know, people would actually do it. There's, it's just, it's just very interesting how media didn't really like talk about it. And then until there was an uproar yeah, on social media is when people finally talked about it. Mm-hmm. And then after that, no one really talked about it because even prior to the murders, like there was, oh, this one broke my heart. Like there was this um, older Thai gentleman. And honestly, like all I could think about was my grandpa, yeah. you know, like my grandparents passed away, but all I can think about was like a grandpa. And like, he just walks around Chinatown and just, he does his morning walk. And then he had just got attacked and got murdered on camera. 
and I couldn't even watch the whole thing because yeah. like I didn't know that that's what was happening until like halfway through and then I just like lost it I was just like what the fuck and and people didn't really talk about that yeah no one really talked about that except like the Asian community on social media and and people were just like they were everybody was just kind of like you guys gotta wake the fuck up like this is happening like right. we're getting attacked right. for right. no reason yeah and it, and it's not just like you know it's it's different types of like people that are attacking and different ethnicities and I, and here's another thing that I don't understand but I think it's also another part of like Western culture mm. is there are so many fucking countries in Asia that we are all not Chinese Japanese or Korean yeah and I can't stress that enough and I still like. <laughs> It, it's just it's just simple geography y'all like asia's the biggest fucking continent oh there's a shit ton of fucking countries in asia oh okay that makes sense there's different ethnicities right oh wait there's more things broken down in asia oh wait there's different regions of asia oh okay cool <laughs> oh wait they all don't speak the same language yes dude like what the- right, right. <laughs> <laughs> are we in like you know like second grade do we have to rewind back <laughs> like, <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> But you know, common sense comes like rare, rare now. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't know. This it's just a lot of things that it's like again, like microaggressions that just keep building up. But it's it's been a very as an Asian American person in general, especially an Asian American woman. Um, it's been very interesting the last couple years for sure. Like. I thank God haven't really dealt with anything super dire. Yeah. Um, haven't been attacked verbally or physically or mentally. Thank God. And I will keep praying that that doesn't happen to me or my family, but it still breaks my heart that I see a lot of people that just don't know and don't get it and still don't see i don't know if you saw my post recently on instagram but i had shared it i believe it was yesterday um this this lady is fighting for her life because she got stabbed to death basically almost stabbed to death and she literally was like on life support all because like and it was racially motivated and um there's but that's the thing is like there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories that are like that and the numbers that are showing are not even all the numbers of like what's being reported yep yeah so it's like how accurate is this like i'm pretty sure it's that times 10 like i don't know but i just i just like it's so much it's just like it's everybody struggles through something and like it's just it'd be so much easier just people just mind their own fucking business (laughs) people would mind their own business but also if like you were saying everyone was just more open-minded and willing to be educated and not think that they know it all or they know best you know what I mean like I mean I've had various situations over like the last year year and a half where I was very uneducated in a lot of different cultures and different situations Mm -hmm. where I took time to learn and ask questions and talk with people. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's just like what needs to shift to get to a point where it's like a better country. You know what I mean? Right. But the thing is like, you are one of the very few people that do that. Some people (laughs) don't. 
mm-hmm. or yeah. because it doesn't affect them directly. They just don't care enough or yeah. it's, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying like, you know, like I'm going to be mother Teresa and like try and like bring the world together and shit. Yeah. But like I did like, you know, for some time, like I, was putting awareness out there because there are so many people that have talked to me and they're just like, damn, I really didn't know that that was a thing. Damn, I didn't really know these are things. I'm like, I've been posting this and I know I post a lot. I know I get it. And like, you know how it is sometimes when people post all you just (laughs) skip through. I get it. I do it too. Everybody's guilty of it, but it's, it's still putting it out there. Cause like, even though hundreds of people might see that story, you'll have at least like a percentage of it, like maybe 5%, that would be like, oh fuck, that's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, look into it. One uh, one girl I went to the career center with back in high school, she even like was posting up about it. And she's like, I didn't know this was happening, blah, blah, blah. So I replied to her and I kind of told her like, yeah, like, you know, they don't talk about it. Like, right. and then she's just like, I didn't realize it was this bad. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I was like, and the fact that I was like, what they're saying is probably... 30% of like the, the truth. It's not even close to like how bad it's been for, and I've heard multiple stories from people. Yeah. So it's, it's not, I've just, I've just been extremely, extremely fortunate that that hasn't happened to me because I don't know what the fuck I would do in that situation. Yeah. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. I just, and, but it's like, everybody's on high alert at all times now. Like I just, it's so crazy. Like, you already have so many stresses to, like, be on high alert about. And then you got to add yeah. this on top of it. It's like, fuck, man. Like, I don't know. It's just a lot of history repeating itself for sure. But I just hope and pray that, like, people just have a breakthrough and just, like, are just more understanding of each other. Even if it's something as simple as just having a conversation. But that's where it starts is having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. That and it. I mean, that's with anything in general. Shit. I mean, my my parents didn't honestly really understand why I was so upset mm-hmm. about a lot of these things until I broke it down to them. And then they're just like, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. And it's I just I just found it very interesting to have that conversation with them because like that's not really a conversation you normally would have with your family, let alone like with the culture and stuff. So it's just, it was definitely awakening in that sense. So yeah, it's like very healing too. I'm sure. Extremely, extremely healing, extremely understanding, yeah. but also it's just like, damn, like I know you guys fought really hard to get here, but you guys didn't fight this hard to get here just for this to keep happening to you. Yeah. And it's not okay you know, it's, it's not okay. And, and I tell my parents, I'm like, just please be aware of your surroundings at all times and just be alert. Like how you guys always told me growing up, like, please just do the same. Like I I worry about them. I still do every single day. I worry like about my relatives and my family members and stuff. And like, I just, I'm always consistently like, I know everybody will be okay, but then sometimes like life just happens and you're just like, shit, like, you know, just like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So well, it's with, like how crazy the world is right now. I feel oh like my God. Extremely. The, the wildest shit could happen. And I'd be like, huh? Like, I feel like I'm hardly faced by shit because it's that stupid right now. 
have you ever have you seen that uh there was a tiktok that was circulate that just reminded me sorry but like that there was a tiktok that circulated on instagram where um it was after the riots that happened in dc and (laughs) this guy just starts screaming in the phone like i am so fucking sick and tired of watching historical events happen every goddamn day fuck like for the whole year so like this true. is probably the most relatable video i've watched in a long like time. that audio is really standing the t- like the test of time like the ocean was on fire not long ago i don't know how that happens but the ocean was on fire and yeah like, i don't understand that either like this shit is literally like he, yeah i mean i'm right there with him because it's just been yeah one thing after another and you know what i mean i know i know and then there's so many things that like people just don't talk about like I just, uh, I can't even, like, I don't even, I feel like I don't even know everything that's really happening no, around honestly, the world right because that's honestly how much is happening around the world right now and everything's just, like, going to shit. <laughs> There's, like, so much going on that, like, we can't even keep up. But also, like you were saying, with everything that had gone on, like, the media wasn't even reporting half of it, let alone any of it. No. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, like, who knows what they're not telling us. <laughs> yeah, there is this activist that she had this video that went viral on TikTok and that's literally what blew up where and CNN was tagged, NBC was tagged, like and that's kind of where the start was with um everything cuz there cuz the week that that grandpa had got attacked, the Thai grandpa, okay. there was a slew of other attacks that kept happening that week alone all over the country. So I I it's so much information I honestly can't remember and I want to be so like mad if this is wrong but I'm pretty sure he was in California okay I'm pretty sure but like there was like I think there was like a Filipino lady that got stabbed in New York City that week too and then there's just like all these other people and then like you know a couple months later then all the women in Atlanta and then like more attacks are happening after that and it's just like continuous 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 and it's just like shit like this is getting terrifying and then people and then guys wonder why I get annoyed when they want to do yellow fever jokes and say all this shit on like these dating apps and I'm just like like the shit isn't funny this isn't funny like there is this guy that um like he was a friend of mine and I mean we're so cool but I'm not as close with him as I used to be but like he was like kind of making some sly comments about like me and my friend that I posted on Snapchat like oh like Asian baddies blah 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 and then I literally said to him straight away you realize how insensitive that is right now Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you this like as a friend like you realize how insensitive that is and he like of course didn't get it because he's not he's not aware of his surroundings yeah, it's right. like yeah. you can't do that shit fam no, <laughs> like, you can't. it's 2021 read the room like and then it's just every and i'm tired of people saying that people are like being sensitive i'm also tired of like people downplaying and saying like oh no one's ever really racist against asian people man shut up every single person of color has dealt with some type of racism oh, what yeah. regardless of what ethnicity or what your heritage is every single person has dealt with that at some point shit like there's so many people that i know that have all these different stories like i just 
I feel like there should be a book about all the racist stories that people have dealt with and it should be submitted in kind of like if people want to submit their stories in anonymously. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a big ass book. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty huge. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be insane, but I mean it's it's just and sometimes you just have to check people with it. Like there's times too where like I've had to like check people and just like yeah. yo that's not cool. Yeah. Oh, you're being sensitive. Okay, don't downplay how I feel about something yeah. that I've like, honestly been dealing with. How I feel. Like, you right. Know. How are you gaslighting me in a situation uh-huh. that is a very sensitive subject yeah. in general, culturally, let alone like in my personal life? Like, yeah. Get get the fuck out my face, please. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> seriously. No, but really. Yeah. No, but seriously. <laughs> okay. So, kind of in like wrapping this, like, very, very important heavy topic up into like the end of it. So what is something like you hope like you can like spread as a message or like what people could take away from this going forward? Honestly, just open your heart, open your mind and just open like your soul and your spirit. It's just like my dad says to me all the time. And like, just, just be sympathetic. Like this is such it's already hard enough to like deal with all the shit that's happening. Like, look, I get it. We went through a fucking pandemic still low key going through it. There's like all these other, like, you know, racial injustices that came along. And then like, you know, there's all these like situations that are happening around the world. And then obviously it was the election. So all that bullshit that came up with everybody arguing and being a political advisor of some sort. So it's like, just be gentle with everybody. Like, I just, I don't understand why people just feel like they blatantly have to be mean to other people and just be like, oh, that's just how I am. No, you're just an asshole. Like, yeah, just, just, just like soften up, Mm -hmm. calm down, listen, hear people out, open your hearts wider. Yeah. Just, it's just, I feel like if at least if at least like a couple people hear this and like actually be like, Oh shit. Like maybe I should, maybe I was being too harsh in that situation. Maybe there'd be so much like that would be better on and like understanding of like these social issues or issues in general. So I feel like I'm rant, like kind of ranting at this point. (laughs) (laughs) This was so good and so needed. So I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. So people want to find you, follow you. Where do they find you? A money. That's me. <laughs> it's I spell it weird. Um, but if you look up Monica Sivisay, and that's how you say my last name, because I'm so sick and tired of people pronouncing my last name incorrectly. <laughs> but uh yeah, just yeah, so A Y Y three M's O N N A Y Y is how you typically find me on most of my social media platforms. But Instagram's kind of my big go-to. So yeah. <laughs> I'll put it like For in the sure. So they can like find it pretty easily. Yeah, because it's not an easy screening yeah. to find. <laughs> but I did that on purpose because I like I was saying earlier, I'm kind of the type of person where I just listen to what everything's going on around me, but I like to kind of just have my own do my own thing and just yeah. like stand alone in the crowd if I have to. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Uh, so. thank you so much for doing this and being here and just like sharing yourself and your story. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me. I just uh all the energy and all the vibes right now. I just feel it all. (laughs) 
<laughs> so good. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. Another week, another Molly update. So I took a week off. I gave myself a week off. I can do that. I'm the boss. Um, no, but last week, things were just not aligning for me to get you guys an episode out. And I was going to have to like grind and overdrive to produce that. And I chose to honor my body and my capacity that wasn't feeling like it. So I did not get you guys an episode last week. Therefore, I am sorry. Not sorry, kind of. (laughs) Um, I hope this week's episode definitely made up for it. And we have another fire episode coming to you guys next week. So we're back on schedule. No worries there. Uh, This last week has been good, actually, like very good. And lots of shifts in my business and personal relationships. And life is just like flowing. Very good. Um, I don't want to say effortlessly because like I had to put some effort in this week and I had to have some uncomfortable conversations and just accept some responsibility for things. And that's life. (laughs) But just holding myself accountable and being aware of all those things. This weekend, however, I'm really excited. My boyfriend is doing a quick surprise Columbus trip. Um, He's on his way right now from Detroit. He's going to stay one night, but uh, we have some of our friends coming over. We're going to have like a pool party kickback tonight. We got a tea time in the morning or I can pick my daughter up, um, maybe see my parents, you know, just kind of like hit up some Columbus things that we really love to do together while he is here in town. Um, but yeah. And then, oh, we actually had a takeover this week on the salon. So one of like the bigger Instagrams in the city, um, we got to do like a salon takeover and we ran their Instagram for a day. And that was really cool just to kind of like get salon echoes name out there. I literally busted my ass the week prior and probably why I had no capacity for podcast editing, to be honest. Um, I spent eight to 10 hours, um, editing videos, sending them in and, you know, making sure caption, it was just like a whole ordeal to like get this takeover underway. And then I like coded two websites. Uh, I wrote a blog. I updated Instagram. I put out massive content. I was just contented out basically. And it turned out really good. I'm really pleased with how it went. The girls all got featured on there. Um, we had epic salon photo shoot and we got to feature all of those new photos. So if you follow at Salon Echo Seabus, you will find all of the things um, coming your way from that drop. I'm going to post like all of our pictures from the photo shoot um, and everything's like in our highlights from that takeover. So it was a really, really busy week. <laughs> and then You know, life always wants to throw you a curveball and just like some medical womanly things going on with me um, where I have to kind of like figure out some stuff and make some decisions and just figure out what's best for my body. And it's hard and it's like really makes you just kind of like stop and realize how how important life is and how we just kind of go with the flow and we get into like our own like routine of things. And I kind of just like take a lot of things for granted in certain moments and sometimes like life will just be like, you know what? No, sit the fuck down. You need to like really focus on yourself and your health and make sure that you're right so that you can, you know, inspire the world and live out your passion. So, um, that's Molly this week. And I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. My girl Monica killed it with how vulnerable she was and how open. And I just really enjoyed her presence. And I hope you guys did too.
Okay, so typically we do like a journal prompt of the week. However, with how sensitive this topic was in this episode, I am not going to do a journal prompt. Um, I'm actually going to instead encourage you to do some research or have a conversation or, you know what I mean, just like educate yourself on topics like this and matters like this or have conversations with people who are close to you, um, your friends, your intimate family, and just like open that door of communication on these type of topics so that we can just bring more awareness to it, but also so that us as ourself is growing and expanding and never just sticking to like our limiting beliefs that we were raised upon. Uh, so that's what I'm encouraging you guys to do. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I did it a lot over the last summer when things were just crazy in the world. And then again, back when everything happened with this. And I think that whenever, you know, society brings things like this to our attention, it's been going on way longer. It's been happening way more often than they are even reporting. So I think it's just really important to educate yourself and put yourself in alignment or in circles with people who maybe have different point of view so that you can learn and always be growing and expanding. Uh, so no journal prompt. I want you to just like educate yourself, have some conversations. Um, but if you really enjoyed this episode, I would love for you guys to share in your stories, tag me and Monica and just really spread any awareness that you feel is fit. I'll see you babes next week.